Good evening, everybody, and thank you to another uh, episode of uh, The Experience with Michael Aaron Gossidis. Um I'm here tonight um, just doing another podcast uh, for you guys to enjoy and come on in and see what's going on in my life. And tonight I actually have a special guest with me, and um, I'll tell you in a minute how I met this person, but just so you know who she is... Um, she goes by Anka Vanka um, online, and um, anything else is up to her. So if you'd like to say hello to her, say hello. But in the meantime, Anka, why don't you say hello? Hello, everybody. Good to be here with my new bestie. <laughs> I would absolutely say that. Um, okay, so I was kind of trying to exp- uh, explain through my belligerent words prior to getting on the air tonight with Anka um, that uh, I just, whenever I met Anka, I just, she was such a radiant bright light that I was like, Oh, I have to talk to this woman. I have to bring her on to the experience. I have to introduce you all to who she is because she's so bright. Like her light's so bright. At least that's how I feel. And I hope through the course of this, like conversation like you'll feel the same way um but just so y'all know like because y'all kind of already figured out that you know i talk about politics a little bit i talk about life a little bit and i i just you know when i come across people that i think are valuable to what the human soul consciousness could be. We should talk about them and we should like meet them and we should get to know their perspective because that's what life is all about. It's all about perspective. And so, um, so we have Anka Vanka on tonight who I met actually in the Foxhole app. And to the, to, to those of you who've been following and listening to the podcast over on anchor.fm, like, you know, that like we've got the Q and a holes going on, uh, you know that I have the C report going on. You know that I, I kind of drenched my life in politics and into the current events. And sometimes you need to have a little respite from that because otherwise you'll get a political hangover or a current event hangover, like I like to say. And when I got to Foxhole, I found people that were really... Um, they really resonated with what I believe in, but then at the same time, not only were they resonating with what I believed in, they were also able to give me an outlet to just relax, chill, and have fun, and just enjoy life again. And Anka was part of that, honestly, and I really wanted to to just say, hey, Anka, what's up, and thank you so much for that. So, Anka, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> thank you so much. I have to say, oh my God, this is so cool and crazy and and fun all at the same time because you you're making me feel very blushed <laughs> it's like <laughs> i almost don't deserve all this but uh i appreciate this so much and i'm grateful for i don't know five minutes that you know hopefully we get more than five minutes of you okay I'll be, I'll be generous no problem <laughs> That's so awesome. That is so awesome. Um, So really, I just I kind of wanted to like just chit chat with you tonight and just see what Anka is all about and who she is, because I mean, like, you know, I'm I'm the kind of person that when whenever, like, for example, when I came into the foxhole and we I really need to tell my listeners about that, because 
my listeners have like they've gone through like my some of my philosophies they've gone through some of the things that I do they've gone through some of my writing and stuff like that but like I I tend to kind of shy away from the heavy political stuff like that we know about you know mm-hmm. only because like I I feel like there's still an audience out there that is still learning. And so I don't want to go headlong into like, and, and don't get me wrong. We've talked about, we've talked about the 2020 election coup. We've talked about Donald Trump and president Trump. We've talked about like the deep state and stuff like that, but I don't want to, I don't always want, and even pedophilia and the pedo gate and the pedo wood, but I don't always want to plunge headlong into that because I still feel like, there's an audience out there that's just barely learning and I don't want to overload them with all that information, you know? So Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't always share all of those things because it, to me, it's like whenever I first started to learn about or waking up, it was kind of about the baby steps and then really being able to like, like understand and take in what it was that we were really learning you know, and so that's why, like, even with the Foxhole app, which I feel so blessed to be a part of, and I feel so blessed to even have known about it, because I was like, where did all the Patriots go? Oh, they're on the Foxhole yes. app. You know, like... Me um, too, me too. <laughs> exactly. I was like, wow, like, um, that this is where they are. This is the community. This is the people that will build more of on top of what we've already like kind of discovered or learned or fought for ourselves. And um, there's, there's not so many people out there who resonate with such a high and positive frequency. I appreciate it so much. And just our few interactions, I just, I, I really wanted to take a moment to kind of get to know you and to kind of just like see what makes Anka think. And, and maybe I would guess by your um, your accent that you probably have a lot more to share than just your own standard me- uh, American lemming, you know, that's kind of like brainwashed and, and fallen to the side. Because people don't understand out there that, like when you think about like Venezuela or things like that, they don't understand that there's an entirely different type of Um, political or economic structure out there that's really detrimental to humanity and is working against them but people from outside of america who come in into this kind of like imminent or 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 you know coming in and being part of the american dream um you could express that more than anyone could and and i really and i'm not trying to butter you up and i hope (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I hope I'm not making you blush too much, but I feel like you could probably express that and share that kind of what you've been through kind of thing and 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 maybe just give us another perspective that we haven't heard about. So Anka, I just wanted to ask you and thank you for coming on, first of all, but ask you, like, what has been your experience um, and 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 what do you think about what's going on in the world today, whether it's just America or the world in general? Um. All right. Well, I think the first thing I really wanted to say is that we are indeed very lucky that we found such platform like Foxhole app, because I think it provided a certain like footing for us in the in the time of 
where everything is like moving and un unexpected, unknown. And like, it's like a big wave coming and you still need to have like footing to, to find the balance, you know? And mm -hmm. I think this platform provided that for us and let us connect not only on the, um, you know, political um, situation and the current events and whatnot, but also to connect with people on a more personal level um, because in the end of the day, we all human and we all have the same kind of basic needs and those needs are pretty much like, you know, having a roof over your head, having food for your family, whatever, like basic things that we all need. And it doesn't matter if you're on one political spectrum or another, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, everybody has a lot of things that they have on their heart and they, you know, we're right now in situation of uncertainty and at the same time, people showing their real true emotions and their real true agendas and what their points of view are like, um, it's not really about all the people in Hollywood or the presidents or whoever. People just want to feed their family, keep them safe, and, you know, have a good life. Mm -hmm. I am familiar with that. I am very familiar with that because I come from Russia, originally from um, Soviet, former Soviet Union, where... It was very um, prevalent to have censorship of, of press, of people's voices, people's points of view, and um, very uh, familiar. So coming to America, that was like, yeah, we're going to America where everything is like, it's the land of the free, <laughs> the land of the <laughs> Everything is going to be great in America. So for the time being, when when we came here, we thought that was that. Uh -huh. But what's happening right now and me being, you know, an adult already and remembering my past, my, my younger years and mm -hmm. what my family went through in Soviet Union, that really resonates that this is not the land of the free. We are not mm -hmm. really free. Mm -hmm. And um, we're being censored, our voices are being shut down. And this is very close to my heart because I can tell you that my father, he was a very famous author in Russia. And he actually wrote uh, like around 250 books. Wow. Yeah. And he had about 50 movies made based on his screenplays. And he was a big deal in Russia. Like, who am I talking to right now? <laughs> <laughs> How do I always end up one degree of separation from like really important people? Um, would Would you mind sharing who your father was by any chance? Or I mean, if if it could get you into trouble, it's okay. Um, no, I'm not. I I don't. I try to live by the rules. Like, if I don't do anything wrong, I'm not gonna be in trouble. So, mm -hmm. if the trouble is gonna find me, 
well, then it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, I always say truth can't get you into trouble unless the liars right. are going after you, you know, but yeah. this is crazy. Um, I didn't know this coming into the interview, even though you told me five minutes in- before, <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's still a, that's still a pretty big thing right there. <laughs> well, I don't want to like, you know, hug the spotlight and say like, whatever, that I'm somebody, somebody, because I'm really not. I'm a very basic and very, you know, humble person. But mm-hmm. I am proud of my father. His name was George Viner. And he was very, very famous in Russia. And if you would have, like, said my father's name, you know, mm-hmm. anywhere in, in the street or whatever, people knew who he was. Mm-hmm. And... Um, So, I mean, Anka, this kind of takes me to a whole different level now, because what I was preparing to say to you next is, have you ever seen the movie American Tale? And and have you ever seen Fifle Goes West? And they were from Russia and they were like, there are no cats in America and the streets are paved with cheese, you know, but I can't do that now because, you know, I'm talking to like, um, I'm talking to someone that might have a, an even deeper perspective than I might, I originally <laughs> might have thought. <laughs> and, but like, so what, what was it? What was the work that your father focused on? Actually, it's very, very interesting in, in, in current events because it kind of, um, okay. So let's talk about censorship, right? So, mm-hmm. I think uh, one year before I was born, my father wrote a a, a book and he, like a manuscript, mm-hmm. and it was on a topic of um, Jewish doctors and um, Stalin era when they mm-hmm. were prosecuted, and you know there was a lot of um, needless death. Yes, mm-hmm. and a lot of you know, anti-Semitism against the Jewish people. Yes. That was very, at the time when I was younger, that was, you know, how right now everyone's talking about racism. Back Mm -hmm. then it was about anti-Semitism and it was very, very powerful and strong. And like, I remember Mm -hmm. I was in in kindergarten, Mm -hmm. somebody called me like, like a really like, like a dirty Jew. And I was like, what? Like I didn't, I didn't even know how to react. I was so shocked and whatever. But wow. regardless, like the 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 books that my father wrote, they they were very meaningful and to a lot of people. But they were also anti, you know, the government, the Russian government, mm-hmm. polit- like political figures and whatever. So it um, would have gotten him in trouble, in a lot of trouble. Can I ask you real quick, Anka, like, can you give us like kind of like um, like a, um, a time period like n- like was it like 80s to 90s, 90s to 2000s? And and what was um, or who was uh, the political um, spectrum that he was speaking about? So my my dad wrote this book, I think, in in 76 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um I was born in 77. So he had to hide the manuscript in the forest mm-hmm. so people wouldn't find it. And he wouldn't like, because if they did find it, 
either he would go to prison mm-hmm. or some like or they would do something to the rest of the family. So he had it hidden there for about I think 25 years in mm-hmm. or something like that. And then when we came to America, he had the book published. Wow. That so y'all were basically it's it kind of sounds like y'all were kind of like seeking protection from the government that y'all were being oppressed by. Is that accurate to say? Or well, I don't know if we were like seeking protection because there is no protection from the government if you think about <laughs> it really. Yeah. But um our phones were tapped, like my father would be talking to his friends and then he would hear like click click and the whole right. conversation they just had would start over and he would hear them talk. Wow. That's the kind of thing that I heard about going on in America, like in the eighties and nineties. Um, and, and, and up until they made the uh, NDAA and they had the NSA uh, collecting all our data. I mean, you would say something like uh, they have this certain project, Something is haunting the town. Adam Longoria has gone missing, and his sister claims she's been seeing a bad man in the shadows. Jesse Bachman confronts a terror that is haunting the town of Suval, but will he be able to stop a pure evil that wants him dead? Get the chilling new novella by Michael Aaron Cassidis, author of The Distance to the End. A Trick of the Eyes, a stunning new work of horror that is keeping readers turning the page. Get A Trick of the Eyes anywhere books are sold, online or in stores, ask for it by name. A Trick of the Eyes by Michael Aaron Casares. Going on, you couldn't say it and you would hear that kind of same thing. That's that's pretty, that's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very scary, very scary, actually. So, so from that perspective, then, I mean, oh, okay. Well, I guess uh, I want to ask, like, then, when did you come to America, your family, and then how how have you seen the landscape of our country change from when you got here until now? Because being being having been born in America myself, like even I recognize that we, we in danger girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah, the, the only way to get through this is with laughter because it's so like depressing and scary to think about what is really laughter through tears is my favorite emotion. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And with a lot of drinks, I guess too. <laughs> it helps. It helps. <laughs> um, well, we came here in 1990, um, and um, I guess I had a really, like, a, a regular, typical, we, we were very, like, I don't know, we weren't flashy. Like, when, when I tell you, like, my father was well-known, we still, like, lived a very, I don't know, kind of very humble, humble kind of lifestyle. So mm-hmm. when we came here, 
it was very like, wow, like you go into a supermarket and you see all these like beautiful like shells with like all different fruits. Like when we were leaving Russia, we had nothing in the store. You go into the store, there is mm-hmm. absolutely nothing. And they give wow. you like once a month, they give you like these coupons that you mm-hmm. can get like for the family. You can get like one kilo of sugar or something like that, you know, like wow. it was crazy times. So when you get to America, it looks like a freaking Disneyland, like everything uh-huh. beautiful, colorful. Everything mm-hmm. is just fantastic. You know, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like a dream come true, you know? Wow. So obviously, like I was like impressed with this. It was like, it was really something special and magical. Mm-hmm. So I had a pretty normal childhood. I went to school. I went to college, whatever. I went, you know, I got, I started working. It was like very on automation almost. Like, Mm -hmm. like you don't really think about it. You become like almost, you go to school, you come home, you like, I don't know, go on the internet. Honestly, Anka, that's the way America is designed. That's what I see now, but back yep. then you didn't see that. Like you would same. Say, it's okay. That's yeah, how same. everybody is. Now I'm like, mom, don't you realize you were designed to fail? So don't feel bad. We love you, and we never blame you for anything. <laughs> but it, by the 1970s, America was like, two parents are going to work. You got to get a babysitter. You can't afford nothing. You have to get a credit card, and you have to work like 14 hours a day. Like by the 70s, and and you're gonna get all this bad food that's gonna make you sick and die of cancer later on. Like that's the way America was designed. It's crazy that you see that, and yeah. I think we're blessed that we see that, honestly. But like... I think that's what the the. Well, I don't know if you guys talk about the the number seventeen here. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. I haven't gotten specific with with seventeen and Q on this on this particular program, and that's only because um, I I just I I kind of want to walk forward uh, people who are just kind of like realizing what's going on but we can so go into it so, I don't like... think I don't think that really matters I think it's more deeper than that I think it's about personal waking up from this lull from this complacency I don't know if that's the right so, word anyways but it sounds about right because when I talk to people they're like well you know, you don't, you know, you don't want to get in trouble with the law or they're like, you know, like people are people or there's families. I'm like, but that's exactly how we got where we are because we're complacent Mm -hmm. and we don't care and we don't do anything about what we see. So I I, I get that. We're busy stuffing ourselves with whatever burgers Mm -hmm. and TV, like Netflix. (laughs) I don't know, whatever, like, like all these things that try to take you your focus away from what is important really and there's so many of it out there and you just kind of um bombarded by it and in anywhere you turn you end up being in the same kind of nonsense and really it's a shame because people if you really think about it this is like 2021 we should have you know already have these 
what do you call those? You, you know, remember the movie Back to the Future, Hoverboards. Like Hoverboards, yes. <laughs> forget about like, you know, going to work and taking a bus, a subway and this yes. and this. Like we all should be having our own hoverboard. And instead we have scooters parked in the park. <laughs> you know, yeah, that kind of doesn't make, like, why are we not evolving? It's almost like we are degrading into more primitive creatures, you know? You're right. It's almost like they're trying to put us into a second, like, um, uh, what was it called the dark years or like the dark ages like the i feel dark, like yeah. i feel like they want to plummet us into another dark age where we're all afraid and we forget about science because obviously with this whole covid thing going on people have forgotten about science they're like i, I mean uh, let me give you a good example i was spending so much time with my mom this past weekend and like i, I mean i i'm so happy that she is still here with me And she comes to me yesterday and she's like, I got my first COVID shot. And this is after, this is after weeks of her debating whether or not she's going to, or whether she's going to do it. And I just, I had a very emotional reaction with her. And I was like, it's not like when I was 15, mom, like I'm not being rebellious. Like this is it. Like this is where you have to stand up and say no. Because this is this is way deeper than just like biology, you know, it's way deeper than just p- political like standpoints, because my family's apolitical. I was raised in a political family and I didn't wake up to politics until I was like 25, you know, and like I, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad that that's the way it went down, because if I had been engulfed in you know a political type family when i was young i might have been fatigued and jaded by the time i grew older enough to understand what was going on and i might not even cared but because of the path that i was down that's where i ended up and i was just like look mom like i don't mean to get on you but like it's gene therapy and you're gonna die (laughs) those terrible things and i don't know um I, i i just it strikes me when I just I, I, I value the perspective of individuals who understand that. But more than that, they can speak to the things that most Americans lack. And that is that is a perspective of what uh, like standing back from the earth, like like say for, like, like not the, like they're looking at the bigger picture. They're mm-hmm. not looking at the minutiae. They're not looking at the detail. They're not looking at the roots of the tree. They're looking at the whole tree or mm. they're, they're standing back and looking at the earth from the moon, you know, and they're seeing the whole thing. And I think that's the thing that Americans lack. And earlier tonight, like Anka invited me into a chat with um, some gentlemen from the Patriot community and the Foxhole community. And I was like, blo- oh, you know what? I was thinking of that Scott, Scot- Scottish guy that was on yes. News Diligence earlier today when I was on, I, like, I, I just totally blurred those two. But you know, it's true because no one in America has stand up to that. They have not stood up to what is going on with COVID and the masks like the Scottish people have, the German people have, people from the United Kingdom. Like I've seen people rally in the thousands at least in in town squares saying we will not wear masks Mm -hmm. and yet they're not dying of covid but no one in america has assembled like that you know and and it just 
to me, it's hurtful and it, it makes me think that Americans in general are just so either they're either apathetic or they're ignorant and they don't care to try and find out what's going on. That is so true in a way, but I feel like it's even more than that because, <laughs> because I came here to this country to feel freedom Nobody mm-hmm. has the right to tell me how I'm supposed to dress and what's supposed to be on my face. Mm-hmm. And this really, really gets me all, you know, riled up because, like, why are we choosing what is, you know, what's important and what's not important? Like, cons- nobody suspended the Constitution. You cannot right. tell me how I'm supposed to dress, how I'm supposed to behave. If I'm not breaking the law, like then it's supposed to be my choice. And it's just so sad to see that the people are trying to shame you and guilt you and do all these terrible things. And and they don't really have the facts or the truth. Isn't that crazy? I mean, do you think you came to this country and everyone just flipped on you? And it was like, wait, why did I come here to begin with? I could have stayed at home with uh, socialist or communist leaders and just let them control my life rather than come over here and try and live the American dream. I think the tricky part is that they do it like quietly by inserting themselves here and brainwashing, like the whole system is broken. And Mm -hmm. we, well, we do realize that now, but so many people are still not with it. They have Mm -hmm. no idea that, you know, we've been infiltrated by, I guess, communist socialists, whoever they are. I don't, I don't know who they are. They, They go by so many names, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter what they're called. I see their agenda very clear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not comforting at all. It's very mm-hmm. frightening because um, there was this uh, Russian KGB guy. I don't know if you've seen him. Uh, I think was his name was Andrei Bezmenov or something. No. He was talking about in the 80s. He was talking mm-hmm. about communism coming to U.S. And mm-hmm. he was describing exactly what we're going through right now. Wow. Basically, the whole system is so already taken over. Like, let's let's just go with the school education. Like, mm-hmm. they have these, um, what do you call them? Whatever they're supposed to teach the kids. Mm-hmm. Whoever comes up with that, they're like guiding. So basically, your child is in the care of the system because they're getting brainwashed every day nine to three yes. or whatever, nine to five. Yes. Yes, it's your child. Yes, you, you brought it to this life. you taking care of it. You're paying its bills. But the brain cells are controlled by the, the system. Mm-hmm. Some, some liberal uh, teacher who really thinks that Trump is the modern... I don't know. Hitler. Hitler, yeah, I don't know. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, so, and they tell you that 
you know, he's the Nazi while they're doing all the stuff that the Nazis did. They're the ones acting like the fascists. Yes. And and then they're expecting the students to sit there and point out the differences between black and white people. Yes. So to me, all this, it's like we're living in an upside down world where it doesn't make sense for a normal individual who can think for themselves who wants to read the books that they want to read or post posts on websites that they want to post to mm-hmm. and somebody like telling you, no, this is not right. You cannot say that. Like, who are you people? Like, I'd rather be an alien, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Out of this world, Anka. Let me tell you what. <laughs> um, to your point, though, like when you say that everything is reverse or upside down, Whenever I, I think about that, I automatically think that um, pagans or Satanists, they do things completely opposite to the scripture or to Christianity. And when you say things are upside down, it perfectly makes sense to me that that's the way the world is because they're all run by the devil. And I'm not a religious person, but the more and more that I have um, subscribed to these notions or followed my heart or been part of this whole awakening and i've been in this game since at least 2007 or 2008 like i see it more as a spiritual battle you know but um what i'm really curious what i'm what i'm really curious about is um i'm going to tell you my perspective on how russia plays into this and i'm just curious about what you think about my notions because i've always said this and I've always said that I believe that Russia is one of the great superpowers that took out the central bank cartels. They took out the money makers, the money changers, the ones that Jesus threw out of his own synagogues because they they tossed him out because the Bolsheviks went in there. And they were obviously communists. They obviously destroyed things. Obviously, communism requires a central bank to be part of their infrastructure. And Putin, and and and, and between Putin and whomever was before him, I'm I'm kind of cloudy there because I haven't researched that. But I know that he casted them all out. And the only reason why Russia is painted as an adversary of America is because they actually had the balls to throw out those bankers who are owned by the families like Rothschilds or Rockefellers or whomever they are. But mm-hmm. Russia did it. Russia accomplished. And that's why Trump said, well, you know, Russia run actually runs their own government. Like they actually run their own government. Now, like at, you know, as of April 25th, 2021, I, I couldn't tell you exactly what's going on there. In Russia, I know that Putin had basically like th- cast out everyone that was in his cabinet at one point a few years ago and replaced them all. He was like, I'm going to throw out everyone who objects and replace them with the board that will approve. You know, like that's what my understanding of what was going on there. And the only reason that I believe that Russia on lamestream legacy mainstream media paints Um, Russia as the enemy of America is because they know that if America teamed up with Putin and Russia, and I'm not trying to paint Putin as a great guy because I I really couldn't follow all that. Like my mom is part of a religion that is being persecuted in Russia right now. And she's like, well, they're persecuting our religion. I'm like, well, don't you understand that that's an American religion and that there's probably freaking like 
uh, Trojan horse deep state people in that religion. And that's the only reason why you're being persecuted in, in Russia is because it's its head is in America. And America is the one that's like doing the color revolutions and regime changes. And they got to get a hold of that. And that's why your religion is being persecuted in Russia, because they don't they can't trust them they're american like uh, literally you cannot trust americans around the world because the cia has been overthrowing governments for like 50 or 60 or 70 years or more you know so my question to you i guess would be what do you see as what's going on currently in russia versus the united states like do you do you have a discernment about that or some knowledge like could you could you verify that what I'm thinking is kind of true? Like Russia threw out the central bankers and the people who are trying to strangle the world, and that's why they paint them as an enemy of America because if they knew if America and Russia teamed up, those bankers would be dead. Like they'd be gone. Like Putin handed <laughs> Trump the soccer ball. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Can you can you tickle my funny bone there a little bit, or what what's up with that? I don't, I'm not like a professional on this topic. I I don't want to also say something that I really have not that enough knowledge about, but I mm-hmm. I can tell you what I do know is that in a, in a movie, you can't have two villains at the same time. Somebody's competing for the main role. <laughs> and it's like, it's happening, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So I guess, uh, yes, Putin did kick them out. He doesn't want to deal with whatever central banks, but he doesn't really need them either. He wants to be the main villain. He wants to be the main guy. He wants to have his finger on the pulse. And the way I feel, um, I can't be the judge of where his head is at. All I know is his past. And Mm -hmm. the way I see things, you have to look at people, what they're doing, you know, on, yeah, like the, the actions they've taken. The yeah. They've taken. yeah. So he is a, an ex-KGB. He was their number one KGB guy all his life. That was wow. his. So that's on the same level as our CIA. Do you trust our CIA? Absolutely not. So, I would not trust my CIA more than I could throw my mother. And I would never throw my mother. So I would never trust the CIA. <laughs> so that is his DNA. So this is what like he's built from he's been brought up on that farm and even though he might not like the the whatever the central bank so whoever is getting in his way or causing problems for him it's not because he's caring so much for his people he doesn't really give a shit about his people either to be honest he wants to be the one in charge and he doesn't want anybody putting sticks in his wheels you know Wow. I mean, that's a good perspective to have. So expand. (laughs) It's not the mainstream one. And um, I think Americans, where they're trying to say, you know, like the the American MSM trying to smear like, oh, like Russia. Russian interference. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) This This is not that they really care for Putin either, or they don't care either way. They're trying to save their ass because they're knee deep in, in dealings with China. 
and they don't yeah. really focus on that. That's the only thing that I see. But I, I mean, I'm not a pro. This is just my personal take on it. Well, I mean, but you have more perspective, in my opinion, than like someone like me, only because you understand the government that your family came from. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and that's a valuable perspective to me because now what I could see is. Russia kicked out the central bankers for Russia, you know, and it's not it's not necessarily that they want to join up with America and free the world, because in my opinion, that is what we're trying to do. But, um, you know, like, I mean, I guess I guess maybe Russia is out for Russia and that's okay. They're a sovereign nation. They have sovereign people. And if they got those bankers out, they've done a lot more than Americans have done mm-hmm. in our country for that. And I, I think maybe you might be able to relate to that in the fact that coming from a country or having the history that you have in your family, like you can recognize the path that we're going on currently. I definitely think, remember when Trump was saying, you know, America first? That's exactly Mm -hmm. how um, Putin feels about himself. Putin first. (laughs) Oh, wow. It's not Russia first. Yes. (laughs) It's not Russia. It's not the people. It's it's only Putin himself and maybe a couple of his whatever people in in top... Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. layers of whatever whoever owes him something i don't know mm-hmm. but because if you think about it there is a lot of like you know rich people in russia but there is a lot more people who are so poor they have nothing and mm-hmm. uh, they're trying hard to survive and again there's so many people who never voted for putin and yet he won uh, elections how many times now I don't even know you're asking me about it's... politics in Russia I stop mm-hmm. purposefully I don't want to watch there I mean yes it's important to know what's going on in the world but this is like one thing I have no allegiance to <laughs> that's interesting that's interesting and that's good to know honestly because from my personal perspective I was like Putin's an ally because he's going against central banks, kind of like that enemy of my enemy is a friend kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's good to know because to like someone like my mother's point where she's like, my religion's being persecuted, like that will give me the perspective. Oh, so like definitely. And it's not just with religion. It's like all the all the um the 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 gay communities being prosecuted. I've heard well, about that too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like if we are worried about racism here mm-hmm. in Russia, like it it does like they can do whatever they want. If they don't want you to to have your point of view or whatever, they just take you out. I mean, wow. Look what happened to this guy. What was his name? I forgot his name. It escapes me right now because Mm-hmm. Um, Navalny, Navalny. He had something against uh, Putin to say, and uh, look, like few hours later, they they poisoned him. So I mean, oh. the, the stuff that's going on over there is on a different level. And if you think they're working with us or whatever, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe in a way he's doing it not because he wants to. I mean, if that's the case, if if he's trying to help America in some way, which I'm not sure he is, 
I think he's not doing it out of his free will. He was basically like surrendered and he's mm -hmm. being told what to do. That's my, my thing. But I, Interesting. I, I don't know about that. Like I have no proof. I have no receipts. I mean, I mean, based, I mean, and I would agree based on what you've said, I'd say based on what you've told me tonight, uh, just through the way I process information and kind of let it, you know, you know, resonate through my body. I would say maybe Putin's out for Putin, but right now he's just fighting the same enemy to overcome them so mm -hmm. that, and maybe in the end he can, you know, beat that or something like that, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I totally get that. Um, so I wonder then, like, what are your thoughts on, like, the way America has, like, kind of, because, I mean, obviously they used Russia as a scapegoat this entire time just to come over Trump. But you, I, and I love that I always hear you saying, like, I'm on, um, you know, Eastern time, I'm uh, on Trump time. Yes. Like, what, what, was the, what was it about Trump and what he was doing that drew you to him? Because when you think about countries like Russia or Venezuela, you have people that say, or, you know, even Cuba. Mm -hmm. You have people that you talk to. I've talked to people that are like, I came here from Cuba. I escaped socialism, communism. Mm -hmm. I don't want to deal with it again. Where, where was your point for that? Yeah, we, we escaped all that too. And um, the way I feel about Trump is that, okay, so I came here in 1990. Um, I did not ever, ever, ever voted until 2016 when I saw Trump enter the political arena. And um, I really, really liked him because I, what I saw, what he did to New York City. I'm, I'm actually from New Jersey. But at the time, where you pronounce your R's, ah, just kidding. <laughs> that's no, just, just, that, I have that's a New York. <laughs> they say we pronounce our R's in New Jersey. <laughs> anyway, sorry, that's, just a, no, that's an American joke. No. <laughs> um, but at the time, like when we came here, we lived in in New York, um, in New York, and I saw what the amount of work that Trump did to New York City landscape, like mm -hmm. the architecture, the how he, there was a big story, how he fixed and rebuilt the ice skating rink. And we used mm -hmm. to love going mm -hmm. there. Like, like he was like a savior for New York City because... The experience with Michael Aaron Kosteris is listener-supported. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider making a small monthly donation to support future episodes. You can contribute directly at anchor.fm slash thexpodcast. Click on the support button and enter your card information for a secure donation. Choose your monthly donation, $0.99 cents to $9.99 a month. Every bit helps. Again, visit anchor.fm slash the X podcast spelled the T H E X podcast E X P O D C A S T and tell them Michael sent you.
that's beautiful they cleaned up like times square like it was really nice what he put into new york and everybody used to love him like everybody used to go to his casinos lots of mm -hmm. famous people celebrities they all like rubbed their shoulders with him he was their guy and mm -hmm. um the second he entered the the political arena all of the news started to come out with all these horrible stories about him and that's not at all what we saw previously i mean exactly he was a he was a tv person with his show the apprentice like i used to watch it it was really great i enjoyed <laughs> it a lot he was like he was like your you know household name everybody You're fired. <laughs> And all of a sudden, all this dirt starts to come out with all these crazy dossiers and Russian P-tape, some kind of nonsense. And um, I realized that, you know, it was like, it was almost a spiritual thing, like a, a light bulb went off. I was watching the, um, the elections of 2016 on my big screen TV and... Mm -hmm. The second they announced in, in horror that Trump won, all of a sudden my TV blows out. It goes into black mm -hmm. screen. And it was like a really nice new TV. Like I had it maybe. <laughs> year or two. You're like, this is not supposed to be happening. <laughs> yeah, it's like that was the like the light bulb that, you know, whatever they're saying about Trump is not true. Yeah. That really showed me whatever is going on in the news and news cycles and whatever the press it's the opposite whatever they're bringing their attention to it's the opposite yes yes and this really like riled me up when they started like doing all these rioting because i didn't I, I i mean i was here in the 90s when they had that la riot but you know i was really a kid and i didn't really pay attention so was i <laughs> But in 2016, when the riots started, I was like, mm -hmm. wait, I don't understand why are these assholes going around and ruining other people's property? I mean, did yeah. you riot? Did you pay for it? Like, why are you ruining stuff? That really got me mad. And I'm thinking, mm -hmm. like, if, 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 you know, if I was in Russia... Like Putin would probably would have dealt with these people really quick. <laughs> and, and it seems like he is at the moment. Like I've read reports where the like this X this X group shut down immediately in Russia. Mm. And it seems like to me he's really I, I, I don't I don't want to, to build him up as something that no. he's not if he is in fact, you know, really ruling ruling with an iron fist. But I do respect the fact that, like Trump said, well, this guy actually rules as a country. <laughs> you know, yeah. like he doesn't have a central bank, like you know, controlling their their percentage rates and their all that stuff. You know, but um, like we're almost at the top of the hour, and it went by really quick. I, I just, you know, I, I'm kind of curious about what what do you think? Do you do you think like it? like it could be possible that 
an entity like the Russian government could team up with like the United States government to bring down a much bigger enemy. And what is your perspective on like, 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 you know how they say there's 13 families that rule the world or something like that. Like, do you, was there anything that came out of your culture that could lend credence to that fact or to that idea that we are actually like like and then we've already we've already said it in this in in this discourse so far and we've already talked about it but like do you see that kind of credence lending to it? do you think that like entities like russia and the united states could link up to try and defeat these people do you think that that is an actual valid kind of threat um like what do you see and i'm just so interested because of the fact that you come from um um this background and culture that is so different from what the americans see because as far as i'm concerned like when we were in due diligence earlier this afternoon and um i I, i'm sorry i don't remember the gentleman's name but he was the scottish guy that was saying like we have to stand up kind of thing and i'm like you know i've seen the brits i've seen the germans i've seen the scots all in 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 europe like stand up against covid and the masks but no one in america has a mask like no one has gone out to to say no to covid like they have gone out to riot for like black lives matter you know um regarding russia i don't know i'm not sure i want to like team up with Do they, don't they have torsion fields in russia like don't they understand that science like i to my understanding, Russian scientists had the knowledge of torsion fields. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but it's basically like like our body's energy. Like the universe is made up of energy. And and no one that I've talked to, they're like, what's torsion fields? I'm like, well, Russians would build pyramids and they control torsion fields and it would heal them and they do all this stuff. And I don't know if it's real science or not, but that's what I heard. And mm-hmm. they're walking around today. I don't know. Like, I, 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 I'm so curious about other cultures. I should probably just go to Moscow. <laughs> you should for fun. Yeah, why not? Um, can you go? Can can we go together? <laughs> no, thank you. You're gonna have to take this trip on your own. I, okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I've, I'd rather go to some other place, maybe like Philippines or Thailand or something. I don't know. But I, I would too. <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like I Russia didn't love me as much as it should have, and I have no kind of um feeling fat back for it i don't know it, that's totally fair though that's totally fair. you know that's why you're in america i guess right like exactly that's what i really like i think that america is not measured by who is at the helm of um who is in charge of the government i think what is great about america is the ingenuity and different um different people from different walks of life coming together and, you know, building this fabric of, of America. And, That's um, so beautiful. and I think we've been dulled down by the bad management in the government, the bad leadership and whatever. I think I'm not going to go think like that Russia needs to get involved. I think America needs to deal with with the problems that we have right now. And Mm -hmm. if we take out 
the corrupt like system, the politicians, the people who've been sitting in the same jobs for years and whatever and doing all this nonsense, um, I think that the people will have a new um, breath of fresh air. They just need to be shown that this is not the way to do it like this and they have to stand up and and fight for their rights. And I don't mean like fight physically, but they have to be awake. And I think the importance of the whole uh, um, movement or rather Foxhole movement is that we give a different, diverse, alternative uh, point of view on what's happening right now in this country. And Mm -hmm. we are not being shut down and we are not being hushed and Mm -hmm. everybody has the right to speak their mind and do what is basically like everyone gets upset that Trump is pushing the vax. He's not, he's giving Mm -hmm. you an option and it's up to a person Mm -hmm. to choose if they want the, the HCQ remedies or Mm -hmm. they want the vax or whatever. It is said that people are being pressured by their like jobs or whatever, but they are. Yeah. It is very sad, but then you have to decide for yourself if that's the place you want to be working at. I think, Anka, you're absolutely right. And I think you said it so beautifully. And you're right. It all boils down to choices. And <clears throat> and it's up to the American people and to the people of the world not to stand up violently, but to just stand up and say no. And I think that's perfect. And I think you crystallized it so beautifully in your discourse. And I thank you for coming on to the show tonight. I don't know how to thank you. I just, guys, honestly, I was like, hey, I met this uh, this, this uh, woman named Anka Anka about a week and a half ago. And I want to have her on the show tonight because your perspective, I think, is so it's so important. It's so important to me. And I really think it will resonate with the people that listen to the experience. So thank you so much for coming on the show tonight, Anka. I so appreciate it so much. (laughs) Thank you so much for inviting me. I guess that's what happens when you have no other things to do until in the morning. (laughs) But don't tell that to the audience. He's still going to be on there. Don't worry. (laughs) Just kidding. You no, but you are you you are a total treasure to me. Only because, le, I mean, we we have like maybe a minute so or left, so I'm gonna wrap it up as quick as I, as quick as I can. But I I genuinely feel inside my heart that right now we need those positive voices that will push us forward, and not allow us to just kind of sink into what the media and the mainstream legacy wants us to believe is happening. Because you you probably see that as I've heard in tonight's discourse in your own personal life. I know I see that in my personal life. Mm-hmm. And it's that battle. And it, it is more than it's bigger than any of us. If you if you ask me, yes. all of this is bigger than any of us. But of we're course. here for a reason, you know, and the Foxhole app has been the perfect outlet for people like us to get that voice out there. Mm-hmm. regardless of what the audience might think because they have faith in us. So mm-hmm. we'll take faith in them and we'll just keep doing what we do. I mean, at least that's what I think. Yes, for sure. I mean, it's all about, you know, having choices is having freedom. 
and I wouldn't if I if 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 my choice was to be here with you tonight and and I and I treasure it and I appreciate you so much uh, for having me. Thank you, Anka. I mean, seriously, like I was just like, this woman's a light. I just need to like talk with her for a little bit. So, <laughs> thank you, because I mean, seriously, we've only we've only just met like maybe within the last week or two, and um, and and Anka um, reached out to us um, and myself, and I cannot appreciate that more than I could say thank you so much. And I, I just can't thank you so much for your perspective. Like it's so rich and it's so beautiful. And I think it's something that people in America need to hear. And it's definitely something I needed to hear. So I'm going to stop buttering you up now. <laughs> no, I had so 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 I'm sorry. I was no. going to say, you saying like, I have so much light. I feel like a lampshade. <laughs> <laughs> no, girl. No, girl. No, we pulled that shade off your lamp. No, just kidding. <laughs> but like... Uh... <laughs> No, I'm just, I always like to be silly and lighthearted and joke about stuff during hard times, especially because that's the way to do it. If you laugh, you live yes. way longer. So yes. everybody should have a positive vibrations. Yes. And, and, and people on the Q&A holes have heard me say a thousand times over, I am an eternal optimist. And we are, we are in a civilized revolution. And President Trump never intended for any blood to be spilt mm -hmm. and we've yet to see that there's been no blood spilt and if blood has been spilled it's on the side of the deep state or whatever you want to call them but no american lives have gone in that direction because that was not his intention and i really believe that this man i i mean i don't put everything on him you know what i mean like i know he has uh i know he has a force behind him whether that's his administration or the military or whatever, they're the ones that put him up to it be to begin with. And he was just the person that's, that stood up to the challenge. Like he's the one that stepped up. No one else did, but he did. And I'm forever thankful for it. And I'm forever thankful that people recognize that. And especially those who can share a different perspective on the types of government that rule this world because people in America don't think about that, Anka. And I'm so grateful for your perspective and sharing it with me tonight and the rest of the audience on the experience. Like, otherwise, we would never have known. I know. Well, this was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was so fun. Okay, so basically we're done now. 